Welcome, tennis fans, to the debut episode of Tennis Traverse, the podcast that delves into the heart of the tennis world. I'm your host, Ivy J, and today we are diving headfirst into the excitement of the upcoming U.S. Open 2023. Get ready as we unveil the players who are poised to captivate our attention in the main draw of this year's tournament. And before I start, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who's here and listening to my first episode. Okay, now let's get right into today's episode. So by the time that this episode is released, it officially marks the date where the U.S. Open main draw begins. So it's a really good time for me to be posting my first episode, and I will just go through some players that I think you guys should look out for during the. Grand Slam main draw, but I just want to clarify that there are a lot of players that I haven't mentioned. But here are just a glimpse of some players who I think are notable. So I'll start with the men's side first. The first player I'm going to talk about is Carlos Alcaraz. So Carlos Alcaraz is only 20 years old, but he is currently ranked number one in the ATP rankings. And for those of you who doesn't know, ATP stands for Association of Tennis Professionals, which is the males tennis rankings. And he claimed his second Grand Slam title in Wimbledon this year by beating Novak Djokovic in a five-set thriller. And in my opinion, it's arguably one of the greatest matches played this year. And not to mention the fact that Carlos was also the defending champion of the U.S. Open from last year. The U.S. Open crowd loves his passion and his personality, and we're all looking forward to a potential Djokovic versus Alcaraz final. In case you haven't guessed, the second player I'm going to talk about is Novak Djokovic. Novak hasn't returned to the United States since 2021 due to his vaccine status, but now the restrictions are cleared, and he started off his U.S. swing with a bang. On August 20th at the Western and Southern Open, he earned himself another Masters 1000 title. And for those of you who doesn't know, there are four major Grand Slams in the year. It is Australian Open, French Open, Wimbledon, and the U.S. Open. And in between those tournaments, there are practice tournaments such as the Western and Southern Open, which are worth a certain amount of points, and the players participate in it to kind of prepare themselves for the. Actual Grand Slams. At three hours forty nine minutes, Djokovic gained his triumph against the new rival Spaniard Carlos Alcaraz in a three games thriller. It was actually one of the best matches played this year as well. I missed it, but I recommend all of you guys to watch the highlights of this match. And in twenty twenty one at the U.S. Open, Novak suffered a loss against the octopus Daniel Medvedev, who I will mention later. But Djokovic is undoubtedly one of the favorites of the Open. However, the nerves could get to him as it could be his historically remarkable number twenty fourth Grand Slam title. The next player I'm going to talk about is my personal favorite, Casper Ruud. So this might be a little biased. I'm sorry. This year actually hasn't been that great for Casper Ruud. Despite being a final of Roland Garros, which is the French Open, Rude has only won one title of 250 points in Estoril this year, and he is zero out of three for his Grand Slam final record. On the bright side, Casper managed to advance to the final of the U.S. Open last year, so this might be a chance for Casper to prove himself and revenge for last year's loss against Alcaraz. He is always seen as the underdog. Maybe this year he could actually prove himself. 
The next player I'm going to talk about is Yannick Sinner. Sinner played a nail-biting match against Alcaraz last year during the quarterfinals. I also recommend you guys to watch this match's highlight. It was actually highlights after highlights after highlights. The game lasted 5 hours and 15 minutes. On August 13, 2023, the Italian won his maiden ATP Masters 1000 title at Canadian Open in Toronto. This year might be the year for Sinner to make a sensational run that is even better compared to last year. And I am really hoping to see another stunning rematch between Yannick and Alcaraz. The next player I'm going to talk about is Daniel Medvedev, who, if you guys don't remember, I mentioned him beating Novak in 2021. Daniel Medvedev's 2023 season could be considered one of his greatest seasons yet, in my opinion. He clinched five titles, one of them being his maiden title on clay, and cool to quote, Daniel Medvedev is a hardcore specialist, which means he does really well on hard courts, but not so well on clay courts or other courts. However, he managed to win his first title, which is really impressive. Moreover, he also had a great run in Wimbledon, where he advanced to the semifinals. However, apart from his success in a grass court Grand Slam, he has underperformed in Australian Open and Roland Garros. With Daniel being the U.S. Open title holder in 2021, he could bounce off from his Wimbledon success and have another long run in this tournament. And then I'm going to talk about Alexander Zverev. Zverev withdrew from the 2022 U.S. Open after hurting his ankle against Rafael Nadal in the semifinals of Roland Garros that year. Despite recovering from a heartbreaking injury, he made some impressive runs this year. At the Western and Southern Open, he played a close match against the tournament champion Novak Djokovic in the semifinals, ultimately coming short with a score of 6-7, the tiebreak score is 5-7, and the second set score is 5-7. The US Open this year might just be what he needs to gain back his winning momentum. And then I'm going to talk about two American players who I don't think are necessarily title contenders, but they are some players who I think can make a very impressive run. So the first one is Francis Tiafo. Currently ranked number 10 in the world, Francis Tiafo made history last year by beating one of the GOATs, Rafael Nadal in round 16. The American leader went on his amazing run to the semifinals, where he suffered a loss against the tournament champion Carlos Alcaraz. Francis advanced to round 3 this year for all the previous Grand Slams, so this might be just a chance for him to break through beyond round 3. Ultimately, with the crowd largely in his favor, this could be one of his greatest run in a Grand Slam tournament. The second American player I'm going to talk about is Chris Eubanks. Chris Eubanks influenced every member of the Wimbledon crowd this year during his magical run. In the round of 16, he beat the Greek Stefanos Tsitsipas in a five-set thriller, but his dream ended after a loss against Daniel Medvedev in the quarterfinals. However, with the electric crowd of the U.S. Open, Eubanks might recreate or even surpass his record at Wimbledon. And, of course, there are other players who I didn't mention, such as Dominic Thiem and Andrew Rublev, that you guys should also look out for. And I will link the ATP website and the U.S. Open website down below because there are some news from the U.S. Open website. And for the ATP website, they actually have player insight. So if you guys are interested in a single particular player, you guys can, cl can click on the player's rankings and see their record for this year or their whole career. 
And for my prediction of the U.S. Open men's champion, I'm going to say Novak Djokovic. And I mean, we're all really hoping for Novak and Alcaraz's final, but because U.S. Open is the last Grand Slam of the year, a lot of players are exhausted. But I still think because Novak is such a stable player that he will still claim the title. Okay, this is biased, but I really want Casper Ruud to win. I know that it's not likely for him to do it, but I think he might have a long run this year. Now I'm gonna move on to the women's side. The first player I'm gonna talk about is Iga Swiatek. Iga Swiatek is the defending champion of the U.S. Open last year. She is undoubtedly one of the favorites this year as well. The Polish had three remarkable runs for the previous Grand Slams. The fourth round in Melbourne, champion in Paris, and quarterfinals in London, which is Australian Open, French Open, and Wimbledon, respectively. Yuga is looking to claim her fifth Grand Slam title in her career and her second Grand Slam title this year. However, with players like Irina Sablinka and Anster Barr, the run will definitely be a difficult one. The second player I'm going to talk about is Irina Sablinka. Irina is another fierce contender for the trophy. She claimed her maiden Grand Slam title in Australia at the start of the year and has been on the road ever since. The current world number two earned three titles this year. Moreover, Arena Sablinka sits at number one in the race to the WTA Finals leaderboards with 6,910 points. For those of you guys who's confused to what I'm talking about, at the end of the year, the top eight players with the highest scores, they compete in a tournament to see who is the year and champion. This happens on both the WTA side and the ATP side. WTA stands for Women's Tennis Association, which is basically the same thing as ATP, but is the women's side. However, with Shrotik and Rabakina trailing closely behind, the season's last major offers a big opportunity to lock down her number one spot. The next player I'm going to talk about is Oz Jabbar. Oz Jabbar's Grand Slam runs has been bittersweet. The Tunisian has reached the finals in the three of the past five Grand Slam singles events, which is really impressive considering how unstable the women's side is. On the other side, she has a record of zero out of three for her Grand Slam finals. She lost to Rabakina last year at Wimbledon, Shriantik at the US Open, and most recently to Bandrosova at Wimbledon, which is this year. Much like Casper Ruud, this is an opportunity for her to claim her maiden title. Also, she's my personal favorite. I really want her to win. The next player I'm going to talk about is Jessica Pagula. The 29-year-old American Jessica Pagula had a relatively successful 2023 season so far. She claimed her first title in 2023 on August 13 in Toronto in a dominating 6-1 and 6-0 win. Her run in Toronto is more impressive considering she beat the world number one Iga Shriantik in a three-setter in the semifinals. With the crowds in her favor, this slam might just be her chance of claiming her maiden Grand Slam title. The next player I'm going to talk about is Coco Gauff. Coco Gauff is another fierce competitor for this title. She claimed her title in the Southern and Western Open on August 20th, so she is really hot going into the U.S. Open. During her run in Cincinnati, Coco claimed her first victory on an eighth attempt against her longtime rival Iga Swiatek. This one will make her gain confidence going into the U.S. Open. 
The crowds will be cheering for their fellow American. Of course, there are other players who I'm going to mention that I think can make impressive runs or are just really memorable players you guys should look out for. The first one is Mira Nandriba. At only 16 years of age, Mira Nandriba is one of the fierce competitors this year. Andriva experienced her best season this year, with a career-high singles ranking of number 66, achieved on 17th of July 2023. During her second Grand Slam appearance in her career this year in London, she made it to the round of 16th, ultimately falling short to Madison Keys. A long run in the U.S. Open this year will be the cherry on the cake. We're excited to see her performance against some of the other title contenders. And I'm really looking forward to see her style of tennis because, fun fact, she is actually just a day younger than me, so I'm rooting for her. The next two players I'm going to talk about are legends. Caroline Wozniacki. Caroline Wozniacki stepped away from the sport in 2020 due to her battle with the disease that left her in constant pain. But she is back. The wildcard receiver will make her Grand Slam debut after coming back at the U.S. Open this year. So... The wild card is given by a tournament to players they think are deserving of a chance to move past the qualifying round without playing any matches and go straight into the main draw. Caroline has made the final of the U.S. Open twice in her career, 2009 and 2014. With her being back in the picture, she could pose a threat to other seeded contenders, and we can't wait for her to step out onto the big stage again. The next player I'm going to talk about is Venus Williams. Venus Williams has suffered a devastating knee injury but plans on playing in the U.S. Open. The 43-year-old is a seven-time Grand Slam champion, and the crowds go crazy to see her on court. Last year, she lost in a close match first round against Allison Van Utebeek with the score of 1-6 and 6-7. With the crowds in her favor, we can't wait to see Queen Venus get back into the court and make some more memories. And of course, there are players who I haven't talked about, such as Elena Rabakina, which is Wimbledon champion of 2022, and Markita Vandrosova, which is Wimbledon champion of this year. But I will also link the WTA website down below so you guys can check them out and get some news. Okay, and predictions for the women's side? I think it's going to be more of a surprise in the men's side because the women's side always unexpected such as the 2021 win for Emma Raducanu who was literally just a qualifier but to be honest I don't think people such as Iga or Ons is gonna win it I think it's just gonna be someone unexpected such as Caroline Garcia because I know she was comparatively doing less well this year than last year but she is still ranked really high and I don't think a lot of people are expecting her to win but I really look forward to seeing her play on court and that basically wraps up today's episode thank you so much for listening to my first podcast I really had a blast filming it I have my mini microphone set up here and it's it looks like I'm a professional podcaster which is really funny and Please, if you guys are watching on YouTube, please make sure to like this video and subscribe. And also comment down below of topics you guys want me to talk about or just like comments of how I can make my podcast better. And I'll make sure to check them all out and reply. 
And if you guys are listening on other podcast platforms such as Spotify, make sure to leave a rating. And yeah, please follow my podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you guys next Monday. Bye.